On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I live at the arena following the Sixers' two-point defeat in their season home opener. Pardon me, as the Sixers fall 90-88 to to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's two good teams, two losses. We'll dissect what went wrong and some things that did go right. And this one right here next, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. And you get to see us both here on YouTube. Keith Pompey, TheInquire.com. Uh, of course, great beat writer. And we're here following the Sixers Bucks, Sixers home opener as they fall by 2, 90 to 88. So we'll break it all down. We want to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen of the day. Now make sure you use your second listen uh, as the Locked On Now podcast. But right now, remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here where you get to see us both at the same time. Locked On 76ers. Keith, 90 to 88, the uh, final score, man. And it was a tough one. It was a tough one. Both teams shot 40%. The Sixers shot 43.5%. The Milwaukee Bucks at 40.5% on the evening. But one thing that really stood out, the difference, in my opinion, the perimeter defense, the Milwaukee Bucks got 18 more threes up over the Sixers. That's 42 to 24, and they made eight more, five to 13 in this one. So while the Sixers had two more made field goals, 36 to 34, and two more made free throws, Keith, the big difference, in my opinion, those big three-pointers by the Milwaukee Bucks stand out. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, I think the big three-pointers stand out. But, like, we got to be real, too. Joel Embiid struggled. He did. I mean, he struggled a lot. I mean, he, he got to a point that was one time um, that they looked better when he was on, on the bench. Fourth quarter. They yeah. made their 13-0 run. I mean, exactly. I mean, yep. they, they made a 13-0 run when he was on the bench. So, like, yeah, the perimeter defense is, is, is a struggle. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they were lucky that, that the Bucks were missing some of those shots because a lot of wide-open looks that just didn't fall. Um, you know, you look at the 76ers, is this something that they can correct? Uh, maybe, right? Now, I, I think what they can correct is, you know, Joel Embiid's play. He has to get a little bit more comfortable in his new role. And that's on him. And, and well, you know, yeah, that, that's on him. He, he got has the to, touches. He has to. But it just seems like when he was picking and rolling, like he doesn't feel comfortable rolling to the basket. It's like he goes a little bit and then he stops. You know what I mean? But, but as far as that defense, they need to shore that up because, yeah, they came back. They did a lot of things. But it got to a point where – you know, it, it's one of those things that teams are just going to score on them easily from the perimeter. I mean, it's kind of like, you know what it reminds me of? Now, again, they lost by, what, two, two. points. But it reminds me of a couple of years ago when teams had uh, lead guards who came in and just torched the Sixers. <laughs> right now, you're going to look at a lot of teams shooting a bunch of threes on them, having a huge advantage on them, and they need to shore that up. 
They, they really do. Again, getting up to 42 threes, that's just far too many when you are only putting up yourself uh, 24 and, and only making five and you are the Milwaukee Bucks are plus eight. So you're looking at 24 points that they were able to get off their three pointers when you outshot them in terms of made field goals. That, that That's not a winning recipe. And of course, Joel Embiid, to your point. Yeah, he looked like he got in his own head tonight. Brooke Lopez had a lot to do with it because he was trying to play bully, bully ball. And for whatever reason, Brooke Lopez was not standing for that. He was up for the challenge. He met Embiid at the rim many times. He met him at his apex, at the top of his shots, not only allowing him to get into that normal rhythm that we see Joel Embiid get. So as a result, I thought I saw him thinking too much on his shots. And when you go to that final possession, Keith, where they had it on their end of the floor after the big Wesley Matthews three-pointer defensive breakdown, Tobias Harris helping out when he didn't need to, as Embiid was on Grayson Allen driving, wasn't going to get a good look. He was going to have to either take a tough shot or pass it. Tough defense there. In that spot from Tobias Harris, who all around played a, a, a pretty decent game in general for the night. Even though he only had nine points, he did have 10 rebounds uh, in general. But I, I thought on that pass that Embiid had on the block with less than 30 seconds on the, on the game clock, he had it on the left side of the block. And as he was facing up and then getting into a spot against Brooke Lopez, well, we typically see him do that little shimmy and take that that shot right into uh, something that that little comfort zone that he is in mid range. He decides to kick it cross court as the double team of Giannis was in the painted area, just lagging and hanging there, deciding to make a move and come run at him. Two seven footers, not easy to do. Pass the ball, sure, but it was a tough pass trying to make a cross court pass to Tyrese Maxey. It was eventually tipped. Quite frankly, I think yeah, Tyrese Maxey yeah, touched yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, that was a bad. That yeah. was a bad call. They were lucky on that. It, it, one. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, with it, he was thinking too much, and he had four turnovers tonight. He had six on Tuesday against the Boston Celtics. He has ten in two games, Keith. And right now, he is not playing his brand of basketball. Whether it's the defense making him think. His offense, as you talked about, with the pick and roll, how they're doing that as far as figuring it out between he and James Harden. I thought James hit him a few times where they were good passes and good looks, good rolls for Joel Embiid, but it just doesn't seem to be working out. Or is he in his own head? I mean, Or is he not in I shape? Mean, first of all, the, he's the not early, in shape. The he's, early Joel Embiid things that we see typically in the start of the season. I mean, he, he's not in shape, and, and, it, and, it, and it's a mental thing. I mean, you know, let's keep it 100. Like, you know, Joel is used to being a man. You know, he's used to doing everything. Right now, he's sharing stuff with James. I mean, he, he is. James is thriving. Joel, like, they got to meet each other in the middle. And it just seems as if that Joel is just struggling. No, he, he really is, man. Well, look, we'll talk about some of the other things that happened in the game, some positives uh, for Joel, for the 76ers, falling by two. But there was a good thing that happened, Keith, and that was James Harden played another strong game a pretty good performance in 40 minutes of play tonight. So we'll dive into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and, and the start of the new NBA season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchup, news, podcasts, and then in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. 
the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Or do it today and, and make sure you clean up like you hear here live in the center where there's a lot of activity going on as they prepare this building for the uh, next event, which will be here on Friday. We got thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen on this Friday. We really appreciate it. Now make your second listen game to game, the NBA Eastern Conference. Every moment, every top performance, every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA, the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference with a local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on nba it's locked on 76ers available on odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcast keith james harden finished with a game high 31 points nine assists eight rebounds and also a game high 40 minutes and 20 seconds he looked pretty good out there i thought he made some good adjustments of his game overall that i i, I wanted to see from him dating back to last season, and we're starting to see that, at least in these first two games, adjustments at the rim and adjustments in the mid-range area also. So what did you make of James Harden's game as he finished with 31-8-9 in tonight's loss? You know, I mean, James Harden, is, is he's, I, I think he's back. I mean, I, again, I know it's only two games, so we'll get a better idea, like maybe a couple more games to see what's going on. But, uh, you know, he looks good, man. Um you know, you know, he's doing a lot of, you know, I don't know. He just looks good. He looks like a guy that's on a mission. Um, right now, it looks like it's his team. I mean, you know, I hate to say that. I mean, because Joel is struggling right now while James is not. And it looks like it's his team. You know, he's averaging 33 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists, and one still through two games. Now, again, you, you expect the average to go down lower. But, I mean, because it, can he sustain that? You, you, you wonder. But. He single-handedly brought them back. He did. I mean, he brought the he brought the 76ers back. So he looks great. The one thing is though, you know, he's saying all the right things, like, hey, yeah, I know I look, I mean, I did okay. I feel good because I put the work in. I'm a workaholic. But we lost. It's not about individuals. So, you know, when, when that makes you feel good. But you know, right now, I mean, you look at this guy and he really looks great. I mean, he's doing everything the Sixers wanted him to do. 22 points in the second half. He was 9 of 16 from the floor. Didn't make any of his threes. He took five in the second half. But overall, pretty good game. Uh, Five rebounds, three assists. As mentioned, in that second half in general, in the fourth quarter, he finished with 7 of 12 for 16 points as the Sixers stormed back and got right back into it. Again, a 13-0 run with Joel Embiid on the bench, by the way. And he came back in with just a little over five minutes to play at that time and they were down they were tied 80 to 80 at that point and uh lost the game as we know by two points but yeah the adjustments for me that i saw in this one from james harden i like the adjustments at the rim we talked about it a year ago where i needed him to adjust from getting the contact and making the foul making the play for uh second by trying to get the bucket getting the whistle first now at this stage of his career he has to get the whistle first in my opinion and then worry about the shot. The most important thing is to get the fouls, uh, if he can, uh, after making the shot. That's where he needs to be now. Make the shot first, hope the whistle follows, 
get to the free throw line and finish. If not, get your two free throws. Uh, you get your two. You're a very good free throw shooter. And you also get the team in foul trouble by doing that. So he seemed like he was okay with that because his lift is not there. His explosion is not there, but he's getting by. And he's getting the ball up to the rim and, and enough of contact from the de- defender where he's still getting the whistle there from the officials. Also, another adjustment, I saw his mid-range jumper. I asked for that last season. He was taking mid-range shots when they were available to him, and he made them. And that's a good sign. Step back, a pass from Embiid late in the game where he made a quick jumper on the elbow from from the uh, mid-range area. Those, Those will be there for him if he wants them, and then he can eventually step back again once he gets into a rhythm with those makes there and step back behind the three-point line and get those shots off also. He's still looking for teammates. A couple of times I did think he dribbled the basketball too much, taking the air out of the ball, bang, 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 because he has an advantage with uh, Bobby Portis on him or or Brooke Lopez, Serge Ibaka, and he wants to take them off the dribble and, and make them pay. That's cool, but when you don't when you don't make the shot, you didn't ble- you were you were bleeding 14 seconds off the shot clock. You're now in the single digits. And the result was nothing while everybody else is standing around. So needs to be an adjustment made there with James Harden. But all in all, through two games, he's been their best player uh, on the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, those are certain things that you're going to have to live with. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have to live with all that dribbling. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's him. You know what I mean? Like, people have to adjust. Maybe he can get rid of the ball a little quicker. But, uh, you know, on a night like the night when he's feeling it, that's one of the things you're going to live with. Now, the one thing you did make a great point, like you asked him to do certain things last year. I'm wondering if he was doing them last year because he knew he was he couldn't get to the basket. So it's kind of sort of like he knows he can get to the foul line. So he's always looking to draw fouls so he could get points. It seems like now he has just more confident for more confidence in his shots. Now, again, there's only been two games, only two two games. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out more about him. But. He has been playing at an extremely high level. Something to build off of for sure. So we, we like that. Coming up, final segment, we talk about the next game for the Sixers, trying to get off the skid here against the San Antonio Spurs. They welcome back Brett Brown, former Sixer coach Brett Brown. He started this whole thing uh, of getting to the postseason, helping to get them back. We'll talk about the Spurs and the Sixers, a Saturday game back here in South Philadelphia. We'll dive into that next final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. All right, Keith, final segment here live from the uh, center where we are. Sixers fall by two to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they have an opportunity to get off the uh, schneid there against the San Antonio Spurs on Saturday. A rebuilding team, not very good. Greg Popovich has now Brett Brown back on the staff. They are 0-1 tonight. They do play in Indiana, so a second night of a back-to-back for the Spurs. Uh, chances are they should be able to pick up this win on Saturday. Yeah, I think the Sixers beat the brakes off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, nah, we're laughing, but I'm for real. They should. I think think they They should. Yeah, if if they don't, they're going to have some problems. I mean, like, real rap. By the way, three games in a row at home. 
Yeah, yeah, but I, I think the Sixers will get them. I think Joel and B will get it. Like they, like the Spurs are like, like on the rebuild and tanking mode. You know what I mean? Like this is the type of team that the Sixers will will feast off of. You know, uh, every. I mean, I think guys will play who haven't played. It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be a confidence boost game for Joel, and I can see it. I can see Doc Rivers trying to get him some touches, trying to get him some things to work it out and and, and make him feel happy. I, I hope he's taking this personally now with how he's performing. He knows it better than any of us if he wasn't playing a good game, uh, pressing. Again, when things aren't going right, typically we see sometimes the worst in Joel Embiid. He's too good for that to allow something like that to overcome in his own mind and, and play that way. So we'll see how it goes against the San Antonio Spurs quickly, Keith. Brett Brown comes back home, uh, spent seven seasons, helped to rebuild this thing, could not get it done. Uh, but he did help in a big way of getting this team to where they are as a championship contender. Yeah, I mean, when you look when you look at it, I mean, no, you know, nothing against other people, but Brett Brown, his last two, well, one year he won 51 games and lost in the second round. Next year he, he won 51 games and lost in the second round. I mean, then he won 43 and 30. Lost and got swept in the first round of bubble. They they got rid of him. But you know who's to say if if Kawhi didn't hit that luck shot, if that team wouldn't have went further, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. And I shouldn't say luck shot. I'm just ending it.